millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Is this the most predictable championship match in recent wrestling history? Hello, I am Adam filling in for Luke Owen, um, and I'm joined as ever by the hardest working woman in all of sports infotainment, the hammer, Denise Hollywood Salcedo. Hello, Denise. Good morning to you. So hard working. I was like, I woke up and I was like, are we having a show today? And I was like, I have no <laughs> idea. You know, I still started getting ready. I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'm going to do my makeup, pop in here. I was like, hey, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. If not, I'm just going to go back to sleep with my makeup on. Just wake up, you know, glass, you know, sunglasses, squiff, cigarettes still in your mouth, glass of red wine on the side table being just like, ah, uh, yes, but it's nice to see you. I don't know what I've, I've, I went out in the sun, Denise, and I'm all confused. I'm, oh, I'm, that happens. When you get too much sun, you're like, you just start to get like a little like, like fuzzy, like you're not in the right frame of mind. I'm sun drunk. I really am. I'm not used to it being warm. This is insane. I've got a little rosy tinge to my cheeks. Mm, such a happy little lad. Right. <laughs> so we're talking about AEW. Well, we're going to talk about it, despite the fact that AEW doesn't seem to be talking about it. But Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan is happening this Sunday. Title for title. Uh, the first proper, huge, domestic journey, like step in the journey of Kenny Omega, the belt collector. I know he's already the AAA mega champion, but like this is U.S pay-per-view um he's facing up against impact champion rich swan both championships on the line and it, apparently i was reading the wrestling observer newsletter today denise You're, this is a little fun little fact um it'll only be the second time on u.s live pay-per-view that a match with world championship two different companies will be facing off with both belts at stake and the other one was super clash three in 1989 it was Kerry Von Eric versus Jerry Lawler. It was world-class uh, championship wrestling champion versus the AWA champion with Jerry Lawler winning by blood stoppage. Point is, AEW doesn't seem to have promoted this at the last minute. Uh, does that mean that we are either not going to get a satisfactory finish or is this indeed the most predictable 
championship match in recent history. Does Rich Swan have a chance in hell? Denise Salcedo. All right. So there's a lot to get at. So first of all, yes, with on the Observer this week, I know Dave put an entire history of title versus title matches on there. And I still have to read it because I, you know, I just woke up, but you know, uh, just kind of like that is a big issue. And that was one of the things that I tweeted on Wednesday. And obviously I had a lot of people that agreed with me on the fact that I think creatively speaking, AEW could have done a lot more storyline wise to make this into a big deal because, you know, if anything, you know, Tony Khan, and I know he's not technically an on-screen character on AEW Dynamite, but you could even allude to the fact that, hey, your champion is putting your title up on the line you know on another promotion and all of this i just feel like they could have done a bigger deal of like being like maybe a little bit worried about it maybe promoting it be also promoting it because you know with the impact title it's the same thing like if they were to you know bring that title over they should make it into a big deal like hey it's not every day that like you just said it's not every day that we have a title versus title match here in the united states it's something that's done more often more often so in japan so the fact that we're having it here for the second time since 1989 i wasn't even born in 1989 should tell you what a big deal like this should be but unfortunately because you know um they didn't really make it into this big deal on AEW. i do feel like it is going to be pretty predictable and i'm like at least let's have fun with it let's be creative about it let's add a little something to it let's let's get a little stressed out maybe what if this happens what if this doesn't happen and no matter what all parties involved are gonna look good at the end of it if it would have been played up a lot a lot more you know aew is gonna look good kenny omega is gonna look good like i just feel like they could have just thought outside the box a little bit more to make it a little bit more interesting and i get it because some people were like oh well maybe they just don't want to promote you know impact wrestling this and that and i'm like yeah I get all of that, but at the same time, it's like, dude, like this is a creative angle that they could have done to really, really make it mean something so that when Kenny Omega does win, that win matters even more and not just to the, you know, internet wrestling community that, you know, is keeping up with this sort of stuff. So to the masses, it could have meant a lot more, I think, had they actually made it into a bigger deal. Absolutely. I think it was Charlotte's Flair, uh, Charlotte Flair's dad who once said, uh, to be the man, you have to beat the man. You're only as good as the person you beat. So you what like if you're gonna beat Rich Swan, which chances are Kenny Omega's gonna do, I don't think this is the final step in the belt collector storyline, then yeah, like I don't know why Rich Swan wasn't mentioned at all on exactly. AEW. And you just said it, like you said, you know, you, to be the man, you got to beat the man. All right, great. So then, you know, down the line, whenever they have, you know, their next guy in AEW he, who beats Kenny Omega, it's going to be an even bigger deal. Why? Because you beat this guy who, you know, is, again, the belt collector, so-and-so. So, yeah, I do think I agree with that. They, there's a lot of benefit to just promoting one storyline that could even help down the line. The, the butterfly effect. Yeah, I mean, it's surprising as well, considering obviously like Tony Khan and, and Tony Schiavone, like they did these promos on uh, Impact, which a lot of people really, really enjoyed. Uh, Tony Khan sort of coming off as a little bit of a natural promo, which people weren't expecting. But like when it happened, when Kenny Omega ran off with Don Callis, like they treated this as like ginormous, huge uh, news. But yeah, you would expect at least Tony Khan to, yeah, you know, just be just like there, you know, bags under his eyes being like, what if I lose 
the AEW World Championship to Impact. Like, it's surprising because, like you say, there's, there's, it feels like there's money left on the table here. I know, obviously, like, maybe AEW doesn't want to make more money than it has to for Impact, but that doesn't really make sense because people are going to be paying to see, let's be honest here, people are paying to see Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, like that's, the, you know, people, it, Rich Swan is fantastic. Um, I, you know, obviously, like he's done some great work with the Impact Championship, but the title versus title is the draw. And I don't understand why you don't want as many eyes on that product as possible, even if it is technically a competitor. It, it just doesn't make any kind of logistical, creative sense. Or even like, you know, when they had that whole segment on AEW Dynamite this past weekend, well, this Wednesday, when John Moxley and Eddie Kingston run their truck through the LH trailer. And it's like, in that case, like, shouldn't you be pissed? Like, you tried to kill my champion, <laughs> and my champion has a big match this Sunday. Uh, you know, if I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, what the hell, John Moxley? Like, I know they weren't in there, you know, supposedly and all of that in storyline, but it's like, bro. You nearly try to kill our champion, and he has this big match coming up. So. Our, ch our champion. Our um, champion. Uh, well, and you mentioned John Moxley as well. John Moxley versus Kenta, like another interpromotional contest. Like that much one had more, way more, way more build. Like I don't know. We, I don't want to seem like we're just kind of like shaking our fists at the sky. It's just it does feel it's it's unsatisfactory just because I think belt. The Kenny Omega belt collector story for me is the hottest storyline in non WWE right now. Like it, it's it's the thing that's kind of like he's going around uniting all the forces of men against the great Sauron of WWE. And I just yeah I don't understand why. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty Did historic. You great forces of men. Yes, the forces of <laughs> have you seen have you seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I saw it years ago, and I think I only saw like the first one, or maybe even like the. I wasn't following the entire trilogy is what I'm trying I, to get at. <laughs> I understand. Um, but yeah, like you say, um, I mean, obviously it happened in WWE versus WCW, but that was one company. WWE owned WCW at that point. So yeah, this is pretty big news. Like AEW doesn't do um, like non-finishes for, it for its title matches. It's done draws, but it hasn't done like a DQ or anything. That's the only... Like, if this was WWE, this lack of promotion would be telling me there's absolutely no finish. But there has oh, yeah. to be. And I think there'd be more of a buzz, too, if it were WWE in terms of, wow, they're not even promoting it. Like, that's so lame. People would be very upset about it. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, so, obviously, like, yeah, do you, you personally, personal prediction from Denise Salcedo putting you on the spot is Kenny Omega going to be Impact and AEW World Champion come Sunday? Yeah, I think anybody that is betting otherwise has a lot of courage and if it, like a lot of courage. So, yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, we'll hop into our ultra chats uh, to see what people think about this topic. Uh, Jared Hazelwood says we all know that the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship is Kenny's last stop in his belt collecting journey. Between now and then, what belts should he pick up? Also, are there any notable belts you think he should avoid? even if they're prestigious oh that's a really good question because mm. obviously like there are two there are a couple of prestigious belts in in indie wrestling out there obviously the nwa world heavyweight championship has more historical prestige necessarily right. than than cultural relevance today but it's still a a recognizable belt you know you see a lot of people kind of draped in gold and nwa world heavyweight championships are part of that um the ring of honor world championship i suppose um 
can I mm, I IWGP heavyweight um Noah I suppose um are there any other belts that you can think of that you like you, you think logistically Kenny could go for I feel like you pretty much got the main ones there because I was like trying to think here like okay realistically what can what you know and here's the thing though is that even when we say like realistically you never even know anymore i feel like in these days like anything can happen or hopefully anything can happen so i would like to see a couple of surprises but for me like i actually think it would be um a big deal and i get here's the thing is that i get like the nwa belt like it has all of this you know lineage and all of that and for the most part it still has been you know in the news here and there but i actually would i actually would feel like a bigger deal for you know the ring of honor title just because there is some historical um you know all the connections with you know with you know kenny omega being there before you know the young books and all of the everything that went down with them i actually would feel like that would be somewhat more relevant if anything mm. um but of course the same thing with the nwa bout when you think of a bout that has a lot of fans of the bout itself i can't think of a bout having more fans than the nwa bout it's just something that a lot of people are really you know in love with the history of it yeah, I think Don Callis could do a really good job of making that belt kind of seem important. Just again, just like the historical angle of it. Obviously, yeah, Cody's history with Ring of Honor as well. Like you you feel like, I, I don't know why it feels, that feels like kind of a little less down than the NWA. Just again, just for the historical. Because, yeah. And it's also because the fact that Ring of Honor right now isn't necessarily being talked about. So that is also something like they could be talked about a whole lot more is what I'm trying to get at. Like, yeah, they're, you know, somewhat, you know, I somewhat in the news, I guess you can say. But really, I do think that a lot of the buzz for Ring of Honor has gone down. So that is what it's also impacting that. But I just feel like for me personally, I would feel it's a bigger deal. But yeah. again, the historical significance carries more weight. So you can argue it from both sides. I mean, I don't feel like I'm overstepping my bounds to say that, uh, Kenny, uh, if you do want to come on and channel for challenge for the Quizzlemania championship, uh, I, you know, we can arrange that. Obviously, we'll have to talk to our people. You talk to your people. But if there is another title you want to add to your collection, I am sort of laying out the challenge here. And now, Kenny Omega, the quiz, the door is open. The forbidden door is open for a Quizzlemania championship victory. Uh, win, win the championship that Denise has never won. The Quizzlemania Championship. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, I was about to say I haven't had the chance, and then I remembered I have had. How <laughs> many Sorry, times have you been on Quizzlemania? At the moment. All right. Uh, <laughs> My so, brain is only running at forty percent capacity at this moment. Oh, I get you. I'm dehydrated. Tom Daniel says I have to wonder if the viewership affected the direction of the Impact story this week. You got new viewers in. Do you really want to have TNA make a presence? Wouldn't that confuse new viewers? Uh, new viewers plus make AEW look a bit second class. Uh, I don't think so at all. I mean, just like how I don't know how AEW is going to look second class when they're walking away with your championship. Uh, I don't. I think Kenny Omega is going to win. Yeah, it's just going to mean that much more. So if you hype these people up, uh, you know, for the people that don't know or don't follow Impact Wrestling, if you hype them up and make them a big deal, and then people are going to be like, all right, I guess they're a big deal, right? And then all of a sudden, Kenny Omega wins, and you're like, oh, man, all right, cool. This is what we're doing. Kenny Omega, you know, is a big deal. And this is for people, obviously, that I feel like everybody knows what Impact Wrestling is and all of that. So 
obviously this is speaking for a very small minority of people who might not know, but it's just, it would make, I don't see it hurting AEW whatsoever. I think at the end of the day, the people that want to watch Impact Wrestling are going to watch Impact Wrestling. The people that want to watch AEW Dynamite are going to watch AEW Dynamite or the people that want to watch both will watch both. Yeah. That's quite right. Uh, Peter Mullen says, I remember Dan Severin walking out on WWF TV wearing the NWA belt, his UFC belt, and Jim Cornette holding the extra belts that he couldn't physically wear. It was such an incredible look. Uh, belt versus belt should matter so much more. Uh, I'm actually going to find that image because that sounds cool. WWF belts. Let's Google search that. Can I find it? Oh, yes, I can. Oh, that does look good. Well done, me. Uh, right, hang on a You're second. You're a great Googler, Adam. A great googly moogly. Uh, talk for a bit, Denise, while I'm uploading this to the well, back Well, you know, I'm very proud of your Googling skills because, to be honest, to open a whole entire tab, type, while also doing a live stream just requires that much more work. So I am very proud of you for being able to get this image in a nice and timely manner. Um, there we go. Found there it. You know, I was like, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> that is pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. Just, yeah, Photoshop Don Callis's head over Jim Cornette's and Kenny over Dan Severin's. And that's where we're going, folks. And I'm pretty And add psyched. some very funky fashion since that's what they're doing nowadays. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Wow. 
Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right, so uh, we are going to move on to our mailbag. Uh, do let us know, obviously, if you uh, how you feel about champion versus champion. We'll come back to your ultra chats right at the end of the show. Uh, we're heading into our mailbag. Uh, mailbag questions provided by our lovely patrons over at patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. Head over there, use the community tab, add mailbag as a description because Luke is very bad at his job. Uh, Dr. Sophia Benilla, DWO EVP, says, oh, no. Okay. What she is says, it? Bueno. Let's talk. No Denise last Friday. Adam, you are too mean to Denise on Quizomania. Get it together. DWO for life. Estamos aquí para Denise. Ella es la estrella. Denise... Ella es la estrella. Ella es la estrella. Yep. Denise. No, no. Ella es. Ella es. La. La. Es. Es. Estrella. Estrella. Ella es la estrella. Denise, ti, tienes que hacer tus demandas? Oh, I don't, I can't make out what you're saying. Did that, I have to do something. Do what? Demand? Denise, tienes que, que, que hacer tus demandas? Oh, sí, tú des, tienes que hacer tus desma, tu de, demandas. So she's basically saying that you're way too mean to me uh -huh. that I'm the star and that I need to be making demands. Oh, I see. Uh, diles lo que te tienen que dar y empieza con pizza y ranch. Oh, I know what that f***ing means. <laughs> oh, no, I've sworn. <laughs> Denise, I've sworn. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh, no. We did it. We did it. We made Adam swear on the air. That's your Early fault. Friday morning. It's your fault, Spanish people. <laughs> oh, damn it. What did that? Yeah, if we can get you to curse in Spanish, it'd be great. One no. word. One word. I won't. I won't. Luke, Luke is already Luke, Luke can feel that. Like literally a shadow passed over his grave just then. Like he got chills being just like Adam. He rolled over. He was like Throop. Luke, I'm sorry. Please no one tell him on Twitter because he'll be so cross at me. He's having a day off. Uh <laughs> I know, and I was already bothering him on his day off. I know. We're live, pal. Um, Doom Lion says, Hello, Ollie, Luke, and all the WrestleTalk family. Been watching since episode one. I saw this odd-looking guy talking about wrestling, and I said, What is this? So my theory is that Sting is playing like the Frank Miller Dark Knight comics where he where Batman is aging and now he has to rely on the fact he just showing up scares most guys off. Does he have to say is real effort for serious guys, i.e. the Bane archetype, Brian Cage, or the croc-like dude, Lance Archer? Also, he's showing Darby Allen that you must stand for justice because sometimes even the top good guys can go bad. Like right now, it's the super elite. Love, uh, love you guys. Keep up the great work. Doom Lion. 
I, I I actually like I really like that comparison. Just like Sting is this like yeah aging gunslinger, kind of relying a lot on his legacy. Obviously, he can tool up when he needs to, but he's sort of training this army um, of like little stingers. Like oh, yeah, I mean we've already talked about the fact that Darby Allen is Sting's son. We I remember I was speaking about that a while back that Sting should be showing up with a little kind of like papoose, little harness, and just plopping Darby Allen in it. A That's little stroller. Not- yeah, that would be sweet. I like that. I've, you, you, you're obviously a big Batman fan, Denise. I can tell. Yeah, I'm, I'm like the biggest Batman fan ever. Like I've watched everything Batman related. I'm the biggest expert ever. So, so yeah. What, what's your favorite Batman? Batman Forever. Absolutely, I don't know anything about Batman. <laughs> You know, in case I didn't make that obvious, I've watched two Batmans in my life, and I think it was—is that the one with Katie Holmes, Batman Forever? That's that's um, that. That's Batman Begins. Which is the one with Katie Holmes? Batman is Begins. Is there one with Katie Holmes? Batman Begins. <laughs> I watched Denise. that one, and I watched the Dark Knight one, the one that was really popular when it came out. Oh, with Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yes, I watched that, and I found I was very bored. If you're only going to watch two Batmans, those might as well be the Batmans you'd seen. That's absolutely fair. Uh, Ronan C says, remember when spirits were high after night one of WrestleMania and a lot of the wrestling community seemed happy? Good times. Why is it that the most powerful man in wrestling doesn't actually seem to like wrestling? It makes him money and occasionally seems to make him laugh. But so much of what he dished out feels like he doesn't really care about the product. It's sports entertainment. (laughs) It's not wrestling, exactly. It's not wrestling. Do you remember when Paul Heyman said that uh, for Vince, wrestling was a nasty word? Yeah, yeah. Was this yeah. what the 1997 shoot promo? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Paul Heyman told us since then. Yeah, I mean, well, like Vince told us since like he outed the business in like like it's a new Jersey. I think it was the New Jersey State Commission was like, look, we're going to charge you taxes because you're doing a sport. And he's like, I'm not doing a sport. Wrestling's not real. It's sports entertainment. I'm having a tax break. Thank you very much. Like no one like Vince, Vince killed wrestling in the 80s. Um, it's yeah, he doesn't care about wrestling. He cares about he, he makes movies. Sports entertainment. I think also Dave noted on the Observer this week, because I did get to read a little bit of it, that the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I believe, added a sports entertainment section to their, like, I don't know, little thing. I need to look more into that because it was pretty interesting to me. I mean, Vince has a star on Hollywood Walk. Ted Turner, but obviously Ted Turner has it for, like, being this big media mogul. Uh, The Rock. And that's, like, it that I can think of, like, wrestling-wise. Um. I mean, yeah, obviously the yeah. Who else? Like, this would technically be the only one that would I would. Or I don't know. Just looking up a picture of Vince with his star. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I'm gonna go this weekend. I'm gonna go this weekend to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and and get some pics. I'm gonna. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen. I might have seen Vince's star one time, but I don't remember. But I've never actually gone to go visit it. <laughs> he's such a weird guy isn't he (laughs) he's such an odd man yeah i'm gonna go look for his star i'm gonna do that this weekend uh joseph graham jr says first time writing since joining had a thought with AEW hitting 1.2 million views this week do you think aew viewership will eclipse raw not sure they will reach smackdown levels anytime soon heck Yes, I think it's only a matter of time. I think it might happen this year, like in the next you 12 think? months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. Like, I think 
partly just this narrative will form that Raw versus Dynamite. Uh, and I think that is the success. That's the actual narrative worth having. It's never been about Dynamite versus NXT. Like, I want to see Dynamite beat Raw. And because that will, like, I, I just hope, I just want something to affect change. <laughs> I just, and I think, I feel like that is the sort of thing that sets alarm bells running when their flagship show beats your flagship show. And I and I do think they can do it for sure. Like, what, what what's Raw been? What one point seven, one point eight? I think this actually past Monday was one point nine. Okay, oh, so, that's something to celebrate. <laughs> yeah, and it was a terrible episode of Raw, like really bad. It was it was even worse than Raw after Mania. So, mm. at least in my opinion, it was. So, I mean, look, my whole thing is if there's people watching wrestling, that's really what I care about because I like. If AEW were to get to beat Raw, in my opinion, that would say that there's still more interest in wrestling, people actually giving it a chance versus there being no interest at, a, at, at all and yeah. them just like rinsing and washing like the same fans that they already have. So if AEW were to garner like this more like newer audience, for me, it would be more exciting because it's like, okay, people still have interest in wrestling and the reason why they're not you know the raw ratings aren't going back up to your three point something four point something five point something numbers is not necessarily because people aren't interested in wrestling but because but because they're just not interested in the product so it gives me hope that if the product is good that people will come back because right now i'm thinking like what exactly can they do to really get those numbers back up a lot higher. And I'm just not talking back up a little bit higher. I'm talking back up a lot higher. And right now, to me, like, I don't even know what they would be able to do to do that at this moment. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, for me, like in most recent memory, 1.5, I think is the lowest raw rating. Like recently, I think that maybe the lowest ever, which has been recently. Um, and like 1.5 up from 1.2 in AEW, that seems doable doesn't it? That seems like one shack booking away from peak. Like, and I think we are getting into the point where like, yeah, AEW's highest getting pre neck and neck with WWE's lowest and WWE is, is circling its lowest right now. So I, yeah, I think it could I happen. Mean, I want it to happen. I'm excited to see how blood and guts does. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Uh, poet, the poets poet says, first of all, I thoroughly enjoy the anti-chemistry between Adam and Denise. What do you anti-chemistry we've got great chemistry we don't agree on anything but we we could have a chat that's fine <laughs> we're not you know, we... i think i saw somebody i don't know i think i saw somebody on twitter talking about that too and i was like i feel like adam and i had a good show we yeah. just don't have anything in common no, we you, know what, though? I, you know what i will say this you never know we actually might have most in common not necessarily in terms look at your face your reaction said it all you were like oh hell no i don't want to have anything in common with denise Salcedo. <laughs> well do you know why because um <laughs> luke brought up a thing to me which i didn't mention last week out what? of sheer common courtesy he mentioned that you are a fan of a particular wrestlemania a particular wrestlemania that is particularly maligned uh by certain people including myself he said that you were and i don't want to use his exact words but a gigantic wrestlemania 32 mark i did enjoy it i was Denise. there i was there i was there i I'm was sorry. there too i tend to enjoy things more when i'm there sue me for having a good time i will give me your lawyer's I never, information you should know, though i never watched it like on like 
the network afterwards or anything like that. Like I never rewatched it. So I have my memories like from the event. You don't have to ruin it for me. You know, I paid good money to travel over <laughs> to Texas, pay for my hotels, pay for my flights and all of this. Look, I'm just I saying come back here and be like, nah, I didn't enjoy it. Look, Denise, I just don't want you to go into the sunk cost fallacy of being like, well, I've spent all this money. I have to enjoy. You need no, journalistic integrity. Denise. You work for the Wrestling Observer, Denise. You need I had journalism. a great time. <laughs> what do you think of the main event, Denise? No comment, but I had a good time. <laughs> Look. At the end of the day, all I remember is my good memories, all right? That's the important thing. I'm glad you got some good memories. the important thing, all right? Uh, first, but so I was back to my point, though, that I was trying to make is that I feel, you know what? And now at this point, I, now I don't even care anymore. But I was going to say, wow. I feel that you and I have something in common. And you want to know what that is? We're both wow. very, very strong with our opinions. You feel very strongly about something. I feel very strongly about something. And I don't think that either parties are going to budge. Absolutely. We have our passion in common. So now we... I can breathe a little bit. <laughs> uh, so the mailbag says, first of all, I thoroughly enjoy the anti-chemistry between Adam and Denise. Uh, as a fellow male Swifty, that is Adam's age, my question is mainly for Denise. Which Taylor Swift song could transition into an entrance theme for a wrestler? And which one? For example, I would like to if Becky came out to The Man, at least at WrestleMania 35 or 36. Yes, well, that would be a good pick because of the name. I actually think Ready for It and Bad Blood are more of wrestling-esque songs. Team Bad Blood? Is that the is that what you're thinking? No, not exactly. It can come out just for like a regular anybody. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> it's a good song. Have you heard it? What? Uh, yeah, Bad Blood. Da, 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 yeah. Ba, da, da. yeah, get Triple H walking out to it. He'd love that. Special <laughs> entrance Triple H. Because his, his entrances are all really cool. Yeah, yeah, we got Bad Blood. And he can come out with Stephanie. And it'd be great. Be, be wicked you know sweet. What, Adam, have you ever liked anything that people didn't like? I feel offended <laughs> by the fact that I can't enjoy a WrestleMania. <laughs> I'm offended. I, I like plenty of unpopular things. I yeah. like wrestling, for example. <laughs> That's true. Thank you very much. You know what? I, you know what? However, like, let's say I liked WrestleMania 32, like 50%. I now like it 70% more out of spite. Wow. Okay. Contrary. Out of right. I'm going to like it a lot more now because I'm not meant to like it. Oh, a true fan. I really, yes. I see. Uh, Illy Hyman. Rewatch it. <laughs> wow. You've really showed me to throw five hours of your life down the drain. It's like I'm gonna yeah, enjoy I love this event. <laughs> uh, Illy Hyman says, "Brand new member of the SWAF Nation here. I was the one who sent you and Laurie those Magic the Gathering cards a while back. My question was, what do you think are the best names for finishers? Not necessarily the flashiest or most brutal moves, but those that simply sound the coolest. Uh, for me, I think Pete Dunne's The Bitter End has to be the coolest name for a finisher ever, followed by Roderick Strong's End of Heartache. Also, have you ever thought of a cool name for a finisher? Me and my friend made up a game for this. I came up with The Future Endeavor. Very nice. Oh, that's uh, a good one. Uh, End of Days is a really good one. Widow's Bell is really, really good. Um, Are you making fun of me if I say the code break? No, <laughs> code break is fine. Me. Code break is See, fine. See, now I'm afraid to give my opinions now that I know that you and Luke talk shit 
about me behind Denise, you swore. Denise. And I'm not, I don't feel guilty about that. Luke, hear me out. You deserve that swear for talking smack about me behind my back. Oh, no. Oh, we were friends, Luke. <laughs> Who knows what else you guys say about me when I'm not there? Man, I can't wait for next week when Luke's back. <laughs> yeah, so he ditches me. Literally, I have not ever taken a week off from this show. Luke has. Luke has taken several weeks off and then he goes and talks smack behind my back when I show up each and every single week. No, <laughs> no, no, this, this won't stand. Yeah. He doesn't have the passion that we do, Denise. Uh, Chris, Chris Gardner says, hi, Danuk, maybe Adam, Team Jam, currently listening to the magazine show. And thanks for asking my question. Luke, if it's you again this week, my question was about the most important person in wrestling. The answer was Vince. Similar question this week, but instead it's who is the individual person who is having the biggest impact? in wrestling today i feel like yeah while vince has all the power to drive wrestling he's driving the business forward rather than the art form um for me it's jericho with his ability to go between promotions and remain on good terms with everybody um yeah what do you what do you think denise who's got that who's having the most impact i would probably say the person that has the power to make the most impact right now because of terms of like running the competition running the um you know just the the new the new promotion, it would be Tony Khan. I Tony agree. Tony Khan would be the person because whatever he, you know, decides to run with is going to, you know, really determine a lot of the future for wrestling and, you know, the direction and whatever he does could, you need, we were just talking about the ratings that could directly impact WWE. You know, like you said, if their flagship show, you know, gets the same ratings or beats the WWE's flagship show, it it's very telling. So anything that he does, or what he says and goes into effect actually means something can mean something big. So I would say Tony Khan on this one. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think maybe Sting is up there as well. Just again, like I'm thinking of in terms of like, what's going to be the biggest impact in wrestling right now. I mean, Kenny Omega's belt collector thing is, is a lot of fun and is uniting a couple of promotions, but I think in terms of like, who's going to be the person to push AEW to the point where it's proper competition with raw. And I think it's either Sting or Shaq, (laughs) you know, like, Uh, I don't think so. I feel like Sting, unfortunately, they, really made him seem like just anybody instead of keeping him like a special attraction so i almost feel like a lot of the hype for sting has gone down because we're just seeing him every week come out and he's you know just doing the same thing for the most part and then Shaq, like up until the actual match like no i don't feel like a lot of people really cared about what he was doing like these promos that he was cutting on AEW, it wasn't until the actual match that was perfectly fine where I felt people were actually enjoying themselves. Mm. Um, but in terms of like getting viewers, like, yeah, there's still people that are obviously interested in both of those parties. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I just want to see, I just want to see AEW do well. Jamie Bowden says, Hi, team Danuk. Hope you're both well. New pledge hammer here. So just want to say thank you for your awesome content here. On <laughs> now the I feel people. bad. You gave your ideas and I was like, No, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Anti-chemistry at its finest. It's cool. We're not meant to be friends. We're colleagues. And that's absolutely fine with me. (laughs) I feel terrible now. See? Good. It's great. It's a great feeling. I'm I'm happy. You could use that. Channel that rage into a really fun WrestleMania 32 watch party. Invite your friends around. They'll hate it too. Uh, My question is... (laughs) 
Jamie Bowen says, my question is, um, AEW and Impact's partnership that we've seen for a few months, so far it's mainly been revolving around Don Callis and the Good Brothers and Kenny in Impact, which has been great. However, what do you think about having some sort of interaction between John Moxley and Sammy Callahan? I think they're both cut from similar cloths and both from Ohio, which I know Sammy's big on. Uh, maybe Sammy comes in the lines with Mox and Kingston in AEW. Um, have a great day, Jam That Jam. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see more. I, I obviously, like... We've, we've seen the Good Brothers come in uh, several times. Um, I do think it needs to kind of be a bit further down the roster. Like it doesn't, you don't want it to just be the elite having fun with each other, you know, uh, or like the stars of being the elite having having a good old time. I, I think it does need to go a bit further down the roster because, yeah, there's a couple of really, really intriguing matchups that you could have. Um, any Any that kind of like ping out for you, Denise? So for me, it's more of, and I said this right at the beginning when this whole thing first started, is that I really do think that they should bring in a lot more of the younger AEW talent to go in and work with some of the more you know seasoned workers over at Impact. I think that that would probably help out a lot of people. Um, so I would probably say I would want a little bit more of that. Mm versus it doesn't always have to be you know your main stories like with kenny with kenny and rich swan and all of that i feel like like you said they could go more down the card and just get you know just more work for you know a lot of the talent that maybe doesn't get to get on AEW dynamite each and every single week especially in terms of tag teams like if you're talking about like the best tag teams in the world like impact has some great teams and like you just want to yeah, bring people over and have like have a couple of just like multi-man kind of you know maybe even just like spot fests but just like where people can just like come in get their moves over get their name over and again it's just another reason to tune into impact and if you know again if kenny omega is the impact champion that helps aew so just like it, it, you, you help each other to get along um anyway chris lily says hi guys just want to ask uh what in many years to come when alexa bliss is introduced uh, int uh, introduced into the hall of fame would you remember her for what is her legacy in my opinion be versatility character work promo solid in ring stout advocate for body confidence and mental health um yeah she i, I mean what do you think alexa bliss's legacy will be i mean i don't think necessarily her in-ring stuff but yeah just the fact that yeah she's a hugely effective character I, I i always like even from nxt where she was the heel uh manager of uh blake and murphy um god i remember blake and murphy but like yeah even then she just was giving off these like trish stratus at her peak like kind of tna manager vibes like she's just amazing like she's just got that kind of sass on her face and like i, I think alexa bliss is just yeah, she's one of the kind of the finest characters that the, the women's division has had for a while and i think that maybe her legacy but what do you think alexa but i was gonna make a joke i was gonna say it's gonna be lily <laughs> no but um <laughs> no in all seriousness though i really do have to agree with that because even prior to like everything that she's been doing now with the fiend you already saw the personality that she brought like even to like the little miss bliss stuff like all of that that she has done when she was you know raw champion for quite some quite some time yeah, i yeah. really enjoyed her as champion and she was actually that was my favorite version of alexa bliss because because I felt that 
as a viewer, I connected to her in a way where I thought, oh, this is somebody that I want to root for. Like, she's cool. And I get it. Like, I I, I just really liked what she was doing then. And I kind of wish that they didn't end it so soon. I do wish that we got to see that version of Alexa Bliss again. And hopefully we obviously, I think we will see it down the line once this whole, you know, creepy voodoo, whatever the hell this Alexa Bliss is. Once this is done, I do hope to see more of that. But at the same time, I have to agree with, with you know, our, our Patreon person because, because it's like, okay, she does have this versatility and no matter what sort of phase she's in, she's very good at just whatever it is that she's delivering, all of her promos she's good in. And yeah, she's no, you know, she's she's not, you know, you're, she's not like Natalia in the ring or something like that. But she, that was the, that, that, she, was, the, she was the lady you went for, huh? You know, I was trying to think of somebody that was technically great, but in terms of like, in terms of, she's not a superstar. She's not like Natty. In terms, no, I'm talking about like in ring wise, but it's certainly terms, not meaner than Tamina. Come along now. In terms of her also being in the ring, I do think I, I know, do I like know. her work and all yeah, of that. So I would actually say like Alexa Bliss really was one of my favorites for a very very long time. Sadly the effect has gone down. <laughs> yeah, I think the the repeated kind of blood in the mouth and obviously seeing the little weird little haunted Denise Salcedo doll on the swing, like that has affected things in, in some ways. But like, we, we can only hope that, you know, there's, they're going somewhere with this. One one can only hope. Uh, Weasley in 65 says, greeting Asms and Denise. I'm going to pre uh, preface this by saying I'm not defending WWE here. All right. So I've got a feeling that something, something, uh, a hot take is incoming. Uh, they had no need to release the talent after so much profit. But if I may play devil's advocate for a bit, WWE releasing talent after Mania isn't a new thing. This can be a good thing for many of them. The Iconics can go be a mainstay of any women's division. Mickey James can go have one last run anywhere she wants. Put Tucker on elevation, have him grow a new character and brand. Even Joe, who I feel like suffered from a case much like Macho Man when Vince didn't want to clear him because of injury, he'll be cleared by any company and can dominate once again. Again, I don't want to sound like I'm defending WWE, but if they weren't going to be used anyway, what's the point of hoarding them when they can go work anywhere else? Jam that jam, and I look forward to Quizzlemania 30. Too. Um, I, I think I think generally people is just like you know it's their livelihood. Uh, it is you know WWE does pay a lot uh, a fair bit more than a lot of other companies, and obviously some some of these people do have families and mortgages and and all that jazz. Um, it, I, I think we covered a little this a little bit last week when we were just like yeah the complexion isn't quite as grim as it was last year because there is a lot more competition for people to work at now. Um, it's, I think it's just W it's just the optics of WWE doing this every year and like being just like, well, we have to, you know, we have to cull certain members of our behind the scenes and on air talent in order to keep that stock price, you know, because it's, we're entering the new part of the financial year and we want to give us ourselves a little bump. And it's just like, I think it's the fact that it just seems like you are playing monopoly with people's lives. Uh, that is sort of the kind of impression that's given off by the company. So I, I think that's generally what people are grossed out about. But am I missing something, Denise? No, I would just say that I think that the comments, the question submission wasn't necessarily like a hot take. It's more of just looking on the bright side. I think that's what this yeah. did. It's look on the bright side because it's it, it's not defending WWE whatsoever if you're saying the bright side is 
Mickey James can go have another run. The Iconics can go do, you know, whatever the heck they want to do. Or same thing with Samoa Joe. So I really do think it's just more of looking on things at the on the bright side. I just wish, though, that I feel like, and I don't know, I I personally would prefer, like, let's say you're you're a talent, right? And you you got let go. Would you prefer for them to tell you a budget cuts, even though you know that they made their profit year, or b Hey, Adam, just want to let you know that unfortunately at this moment we don't really have anything for you, and we just we have our investments in another direction. What would you prefer? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, you want people to be honest with you. You want to right. be like, look, we release you to go and fulfill yourself creatively in other places. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it it's the insincerity. I think it, there's just a lot of reasons why people just get rubbed the wrong way by it because the WWE are a very ruthless business. <laughs> they always have been. We sh- and you're right, we shouldn't be shocked by it. But it's just like, yeah, we're ne- it's never going to be a point where you just be like, oh, that that makes me feel good. It's just, yeah, people are going to respond like this, especially when people like have a real genuine emotional connection with some of these people. Like Samoa Joe was all over the product. That's the thing. Like Samoa Joe was doing a good job. Like he wasn't wrestling, but he was doing a good job. And like that, it it just makes people feel just a bit hopeless when it comes to people they really, really love. You know, it's weird, too, when you talk about Samoa Joe, is that it's not like he was just somebody that you could do one thing with, right? Mm. I could, I could see people letting go somebody that could only good at one thing. But think about somebody that can contribute in multiple ways. How do you let go of somebody that can contribute, again, in multiple ways? Like, you know, if you're running a video team, are you going to let go of the host that could only host? Or are you going to let go of the... Are you going to let go of the, the person that hosts, writes, produces, edits, and does all of this stuff? No, you're going to, you know, choose who do you think is more multi, you can do more. So for me, that's how I see it with like this with Samoa Joe's case is I'm pretty sure they could have found some place for him, whether it not be commentary. Let's just say they didn't want him wrestling or they didn't want him doing commentary. All right, great. What about, you know, being a manager? I don't know. Like there's options with him is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, the guy's got decades, decades of experience with not just wrestling, but live TV wrestling. Like, he's the sort of figure who literally, uh, and we mentioned this with Mickey James uh, when we talked about it last week, just like the value is not just in seeing them on camera. It's the value is in having them backstage as an anchor for the locker room, having them imparting lessons, having them producing matches, having them agenting finishes, you know, like use their use their expertise because otherwise another company's going to do it. And I think probably AEW, I mean, like, yeah, who better than Samoa Joe to bring in to give a, a lightning bolt to your product, especially with the fact that he can be called Samoa Joe. You know, <laughs> he owns that name. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's uh, there, there are some things that are just baffling, baffling that you lose. And yeah, again, like I think Weasley 65, uh, we were coming down. I certainly was coming down a bit too hard for having a hot take. But no, you're, you're absolutely right. Like looking at looking on the bright side of life is a good way of doing things. Uh, Ricardo Holt uh, says, hello, Team Danuk, first time mailbag. Just want to say uh, by start by saying that you guys are my go to. Your pods are unfiltered fun. Question for you. Where do we go with both the overall Elite Bullet Club story and the Kenny is a belt collector stories after he beats Rich Swan for the Tim, uh, Impact and TNA titles? Have a great day. Uh, I mean, we, we just kind of discussed this at the, at the top, but um, where, like concisely, Denise, where would you say that? Like, what is the next single step? So I would have, I still think that with Kenny Omega as champion, 
that they can still have a lot of like dream matchups. I st- and then also they, I think they can circle back to, I think they can even circle back to doing something again with John Moxley. Like there's still a lot that they can do, but once they're all done, you know, giving us the dream matchups with Kenny and all of this other stuff, uh, obviously everybody knows or everybody hopes, like, I should say hopes that the next person in line is hangman page. And that's exciting for me to see like somebody get handed the this is it's your time now sort of deal. I would like something like that. But I do want to see more, you know, obviously I want to see Kenny Omega have this reign that we all know that he can have. Yeah, I, I personally of all of them, just because I I know that, you know, some of the release guys might be heading down there. But I would like to see NWA, NWA power get like a shot in the arm. Uh, and, a, and like an, a big boost from like an appearance of Kenny Omega. I think that would be a lot of fun. And I think the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, you know, I don't think it's selling too, too many pay-per-views. Uh, so why, why not whack it around the hottest guy in independent wrestling? You know, like might as well, if you can even call AEW independent wrestling, I suppose. Uh, and Alex Kirkman says, there's always talk of which WWE wrestler is going to AEW, but who will be the first wrestler from AEW to go to WWE? I reckon I've had this question before, but I don't remember if I gave like an actual answer to that. Uh, the, the Alex Kirkman says uh, Kenny Omega. I mean, is it really out of the realms of possibility? He gets a big money deal right before he hangs up his boots. Also, Quizomania idea, a money in the bank concept where the winner can cash it at any time against the current Quizomania champion and both Do answer it. a number based question. Do it. Do it. <laughs> BTW, we also had a couple of people on my Twitter timeline that were like, yes, we're fully here for Puppet Mania, pu- Puppet Quizzlemania. I don't know if they called it Puppet Quizzlemania or Puppet Mania, whatever the hell. Um, but some people wanted that. BTW, idea, idea. Just just saying, saying by the way actually takes less time than saying BTW. <laughs> it's fewer what did syllables. I say? Did you I said say BTW. BTW. BTW sounds way better than by the way. LOL. I suppose. LOL, LMAO, STFU. Uh, what else? <laughs> I'm trying to think. Raffle, ROF. I say Raffle actually instead of R O F L. Raffle. That's Raffle. I was yes. going to say something. What the hell was it? I don't know, Denise. You were going to say that you had answered this question before. Uh, you didn't, re- oh, you yeah, didn't remember what you yeah. said. What about MJF? MJF's my guy. Like, I think in terms of just like a really, really marketable character. Um, I think WWE wants someone who is that kind of heel that maybe kind of like, I I just see money in MGF. I really, really do. And I think he's, I think he can talk up any program he's in. Like, I think like his, his promo work with so far, his promo work with the pinnacle has been outstanding. Uh, I, yeah, I think he'd be a huge get, but I think he may be too much of an AW company man just because they've sort of made him. I know that obviously he was a name before AEW, but AEW really made MJ. Right. Um, I can't think like, you know what? Jericho, maybe? Like, you know, I, I, it's not without the... Like, I think before he gets inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, which I think will happen uh, still, like I could imagine one last match in I'm WWE. I'm sure. Maybe you always want to have that like closure, I guess you can say. Maybe. I, I mean, hey, Angle was Mr. Angle was Mr. TNA longer than he was Mr. WWE. Yes, you're right. He was. But let's not go back to that. <laughs> let's not remember how that ended. Oh, I'm sad. Now. We're going to be seeing Chris Jericho retire to um to Jackson Riker or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Denise. I'm just trying to think of like who would be somebody that you'd be disappointed in. 
All right. So um, we're going to head back to our ultra chats. Thank you to everyone who sent in our mailbags, but we're going to finish off with 10 minutes or so of ultra chats. Uh, CM Chris says, hello, Adam and Denise. Impact Wrestling did put up a headline saying Rebellion commercials uh, airs during AEW Dynamite. So it did seem like it was on an ad or at least shown twice. Uh, can't wait until Sunday for the whole pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, Impact bought they they bought ad time during aew so yeah they they got that i just felt like yeah they make it aw could have done more i'm just saying it's a partnership after all yeah. um uh, matthew makovsky says hello adam and denise with rebellion being this sunday and kenny maybe not having a direction for and kenny maybe not having a direction for don bucks versus mox and kingston i'm assuming uh oh double or nothing Gotcha. Um, and Hangman should not face Kenny yet. How would we feel if they did a rematch after heel shenanigans? So what, Kenny versus Rich Swan rematch, maybe on AEW? That might be good. I don't see it happening. You don't see I it? mean, on AEW, I don't know. I mean, just given the way that they've promoted, lack thereof, promoted this match, I, I don't know if they would want to actually do it on there. You know, I think they should. I would love to see it. But I don't know if they would. Hmm, interesting. Uh, New Punk Rant says, hey, guys, AEW fan here and Hooven 2 Guerrero super fan. <laughs> Hello, New Punk Rants. When I watch a Dynamite, I often look at the entrance and hope to hear that iconic theme song that made me fall for WCW. Do you think we will see the greatest cruiserweight in WCW history in AEW? What do you think, Denise? Is the juice going to AEW? I don't know. I actually just spoke to him on the phone like two weeks ago. It was really nice to kind of like catch up with him because we we worked a show. To, we worked like a couple of shows together, like couple like three, two years ago. Oh, cool. um, but it was just nice to kind of get in contact with him again. But I don't really have anything to say other than it was nice to talk to him. <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm glad to see he's doing well. Uh, PM Punk says, uh, with the rise of boxing and prize fighting hitting the mainstream again, I think Tyson's allegiance with AEW will help grow the product more than any roster member will right now. I mean, I, I can only speak for my own feelings, but yeah, I don't care about Mike Tyson in wrestling. I really, really don't. Um, what do you think, Denise? Zero interest. I'm sorry. There's just like a lot of see i don't know like there's a lot of celebrities that are celebrities but that aren't celebrities to me that i'm enough to get excited about you know like there's the celebrities that celebrities but then there's like celebrities you get excited about like i don't get excited about Shaq or mike tyson like those, those are not my celebrities that i get excited for Shaq runs papa john's how can you not get excited about the o'neill just i don't get excited does he, do, do, they not, do they not have their pizzas come with ranch sauce? Maybe you don't like Papa John's. No, they do. They promote it on their commercials. Do they? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I feel like every pizza commercial does now that I think about it. Oh, that America. I've seen. I've seen so many. I don't even know which one belongs to which company anymore. America's weird, man. Hello, donated uh, some money. It says, had vaccine dose too. Woo, but pain. Uh, I stopped watching Roar after the journalist... Oh, Khashoggi. I, I stopped watching Raw after the journalist died. I, I was just like, what? I was like, oh, uh, Khashoggi. Oh, course. from Saudi, the whole Saudi Arabia thing? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steph brought up dismemberment and face Sonya and face Ronda called fans millennials complaining in their parents' basements. Um, when have you slash would you stop watching a wrestling show? I've stopped watching wrestling uh, at least twice in the past. I stopped watching in 2002. I think, no, 2003, 
I think uh, that was just because life got in the way. And then I stopped and I joined back and then I stopped watching again in like 2007, eight, because the product was really bad. And then I came back in 2011. How dare life get in the way of you watching wrestling? <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I think it would probably because I stopped watching when I was in college for a bit. And then um, again, life got in the way. Actually, more like homework got in the way. And then um, <laughs> trying to think. I feel like in the future, it would probably just be like if my life went down a different direction where I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I decided to do, I don't know, God knows what. That's fair. Uh, Wilson Simon says, Denise, I was also at WrestleMania 32 and even I have never seen the main event match. I left early to beat the traffic, but I stayed for Roman's entrance just to boo him. Okay, look, I never leave early for anything. Okay, like I stick it out. I paid my money. I'm going to stay there. <laughs> I got my money. I paid my money, so I'm getting my happiness. Actually, matter. I think there was a guy that was asleep in the crowd, and I'm pretty sure my fiance pointed it out, if I remember correctly. Because I remember, because it's, you know, those things where you start looking around, you start looking to see what people are doing. But yeah. I still enjoyed myself, Adam. I believe you, Denise. I believe that you willed yourself to a point where you believed you were having a good time. I had actually, I was really terrified, to be honest, because it was, oh, what's the name of the stadium? Is it AT&T Stadium? No, yeah. Arlington Stadium. What's It's AT&T Stadium, right? AT&T, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that stadium was like brand new and I had never, or arena, whatever. Yeah, stadium. All right, okay. Ignore my story. The point is that I was scared because it was so high tech, like the ceiling and everything. And I think they had like this big thing in the middle. I don't even know. But the point is that I was scared being in there. I was afraid that the whole building was going to like fall down. And my fiance was like, Denise, this, this stadium is so expensive. This and that. He's like, you ain't going to die in here. And then when they were doing the fireworks, I was kind of nervous being like in that entrapped area. The point is I was nervous about the whole structure. I don't know why, but it was giving me the creeps. So like, you, I like to be in open spaces. <laughs> so you had a good time, not because the the show was good, but because you didn't perish. Well, that that's fair. You know, like I can understand. I can understand. And we that. were sitting behind the stage too, so I was like nervous. <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Um, so uh, anonymous says someone Sully on Quizomania. Someone puppets on Quizomania. I want Sully with the puppets on Quizzlemania. A lot of people asking for Sully, which is really, really nice. We'll get Sully on Quizzlemania at some point, I'm very sure. Uh, Brian, uh, Sully's a, someone from No Rolls Bard, Denise. Someone oh, who appears... Okay. Like, he likes board games. You'd hate Okay. Him. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You're already telling people I hate them. I don't even know the guy. I mean, we could be best friends, and now we're this friendship will never be... We'll never have an opportunity. You know what it is? You just don't want me to have your friends. You want the Sully person yeah. to only be your friend. He's when in reality, friend. he could be my friend too. Stay away from him. He's I'm going to go find him on Twitter and befriend him. No, don't do that. He's my friend. You see, you see, I'm not even allowed friends. <laughs> it was in your WrestleTalk contract. You read it. Brian D. Boyd <laughs> says, Adam, aren't you glad you don't have to review Raw every week? Denise, how is your mobile gaming addiction going? And what's the panel's favorite one-on-one -on -one match with no special stipulations? ever all right what was the second part uh how's your mobile gaming addiction going no the second part after that oh what's the panel's favorite one-on-one -on -one match with no special stipulations oh okay well my 
game addiction at the moment is getting better. I've only spent three dollars instead of sixty dollars, so the price has gone down. Oh wow! Were you are you are you one of these whales that the mobile gaming community is talking about? Yeah, I was addicted to some game, and I'm still I'm a little bit addicted. The the addiction has gone down. Was it Raid Shadow Legends? No, it was a furniture game. <laughs> what? What furniture game? Where you design fake houses. Denise. <laughs> and you buy furniture to decorate the houses. The Sims exists, Denise, and it costs I've less than 60 pounds. <laughs> I would never play The Sims. She no, says, I don't like in... role-playing type of stuff. Like, uh, I'm not into that. <laughs> You're just an interior designer. Just an interior designer. Thank you. I like to fancy myself an interior designer. <laughs> uh, favorite one-on-one match with no special stipulations. Ooh, so not like a ladder, not even a no DQ match. It has to be a straight down the middle one on one. Um, oh, that's a good couple. There's so many though. I feel like I wouldn't even be able to pick. I'm a huge, 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 huge fan of Walter Ilya Dragunov. That's just a well, that, yeah. wrestling match. You know, that's just a straight wrestling match. Um, I remember Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt Royal Rumble 2014. I'm loving that match absolutely loving it just a one-on-one completely normal match but absolutely loved it to pieces uh any that you can think of i'm trying to think if there was something that i'm just like i really there's so many for me to be honest like i can't even think of something fair enough fair, fair enough. enough i can't fair think enough. right now My fair enough a blank uh so why am i on this show why i don't know i don't know mate i'm like trying to think i'm like what do we think of what i like Gonna have to ask Luke. about it afterwards. Sideshow says, "I like the mailbag on finishes so much. I decided to put forward one I would have if I were to wrestle. Uh, I've always loved submissions, so I would have a crucifix rear choke called the drawing block because medieval stuff is cool. I think much love, jam that jam. Oh, that's nice. Uh, HCB says, "Hi guys, my question is, what's your biggest wrestling pet peeve? Mine is heel versus heel matches slash storylines, hurt business versus retribution, because it makes no sense from a fan perspective. As in theory, they would want no one to win. It's just confusing." Um, my biggest... pet peeve: the Miz as champion. Bam, done. Well, uh, something that you and Luke agree with for sure. Damn right. Um, for me, it's when people shrug off losses like when people don't pretend like they don't care like when really? when you have okay. yeah baby faces who come out with the whole i lost doesn't matter and then they do like a stand-up routine about how they don't care like i think everyone should care about the fact they were beaten i it, agree it, with that yeah I think, I think you can be mature about it just being like you were the better man uh but i want a rematch you know just like but i, I like anytime that it's cena or like babyface reigns or, you know, like any of those guys be just like, yeah, it doesn't matter. Do 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 on with my next kind of like type five about how big Cesaro's nips are. You know, like it. I, that's that's the thing that I hugely hate because like you say, it, it all t- circles back to what we were talking about at the top of the show. You are only as good as the people you're beating. So if you don't rate the people you're beating and if you don't rate your competitors, then you get nowhere. And I think that is one of my biggest pet peeves in wrestling. Yeah, I feel you on that. I have to agree with that. I, I am. You. Uh, thank you, mate. I appreciate that. I'm very, very smart. I wasn't going to bury your answer like I did last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. No, I don't think so. 
Bacon Rasher says, hi, uh, Dadam. It's Team Dam. Team Come Dam. On. Shame we have COVID. We'd love to see Kenny versus Osprey for the Rev Pro title in London. We'd love to see AEW in London, hopefully someday, almost definitely someday. Uh, question for Adam, which four out of five AEW stars, which four to five AEW stars would you like to play a board game with and what game? Oh, that's a fun question. I would like to play pe- with people too. I'd like I'd... to play Scrabble with MJF, Kenny, with MJF, Kenny, Darby, because I feel like he'd pick out some interesting words. <laughs> um, I need two more people. Who do I want? Death. Hangman Page. I'll add him. And I'll add, no, I'm going to play Monopoly with Matt Hardy. <laughs> Money, Matt Hardy. Very, very okay. Fine, you got the branding. In there. Very good. God, who should I add for my fifth for Scrabble? <laughs> Do you have five? Kenny, Hangman, MJF, um, Darby, and Matt Hardy. No, Matt Hardy was for Monopoly. You I need <sighs> fifth for, for Scrabble. You need four more for Monopoly. Is what you need as well. You need All a right. fifth for Scrabble. <laughs> Who do I want for my fifth for Scrabble? Is yeah, Scrabble bringing... a four-player game? <laughs> I don't even know. I... Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a four-player game. Well, bonus person. I would say MJF for sure. Hangman. Um, uh, MJF would give really good trash talk. I think Kenny would just get competitive about it. He's a you know, big gamer. Um, and best friends. I want to I want to hang out with the best what friends. What game are you guys playing? Something good, probably. Um, maybe like Battlestar Galactica, the board oh, game. Oh, I see you looking at the collection. Oh, no. I'm looking at my collection, yeah. I think we oh, we could play some really, really fun ones. Maybe we'll just play Disney Villainous, you know. Um, ooh, Wits and Wages would be fun. Yeah, yeah. We Or maybe Diplomacy with MJF would be a, would be a fun time. You know, you have no idea what any of these words mean, do you? No, uh, no. Yeah, fine. Do you ever play a game where the one where you get the little... Um, Oh, there's the hippo. There's operation. Do you play those kind of games too? Or are those not considered board games? The one with the hippo, the hungry, yeah. hungry hippo. Yeah, the hungry hippo. And then the fish one. What about the fish one? That's not. That's a toy. <laughs> that's a toy to me. Does that not count as a board game? Those kids. Do you not play Candyland? Can- oh, Candyland's the worst. Uh, Initiative Coffee Co. says, Hey, neighbors, really pleased to see your success in alternate channels. Curious. Well, who would I contact if I were interested in sponsoring content on No Rolls Bart? Um, there, well, what a lovely ultra chat to end on. You would contact uh, Adam at WrestleTalk.com because I'm the channel director for No Rolls Bart. Um, I'm going to promote Denise Salcedo on No Rolls Bart. Watch. I'm going to reach out, offer you a pretty penny. <laughs> you do that you do that maybe i'll consider it uh, hey everyone go and subscribe to instant culture with denise salcedo why not she's she works hard go subscribe to fightful she's over there go subscribe to us at wrestle talk podcast and go subscribe to no rolls bar denise's favorite youtube channel in the entire world you know people have been asking that they want to see me on that show that should tell you everything on your channel <laughs> tell you everything adam book it <laughs> I, I no, I'm not. I'm not inviting you over to come and play good board games, and you'll just be just like, "Can't we play Cards Against Humanity?" I don't understand this game. That's what you would say. That's what. Oh uh, yeah, I'd probably get bored. <laughs> I'm just there for the chips. You guys yeah. do while you play, right? 
I mean, you know, I mean, obviously what you eat when you play a board game, you have you definitely don't want to like Cheetos or anything that kind of soils your fingers unless you have really kind of like really robust card sleeves but like they're quite expensive for me i use i use dragon shield card sleeves you know like the kind of the matte ones on the back which kind of like you can have like kind of cheeto dust on there but like with wings and like barbecue anything with like a sauce like you want to be really be careful denise you know what i mean uh yeah sure i mean i just figured you use one hand to play one hand to eat (laughs) i don't care you can eat anything when you're playing board games with me because i'm fun yeah you want to eat a burger over my board game sure you'll ruin my board games all right we're gonna say our goodbyes we love you very much not as much as luke loves you but he's not here uh but luke will be here next week with denise and denise will be taking luke to task about all the horrible things that luke has been saying about her behind her back so tune in for that same time next week 4 p.m live only on Wrestle Talk Podcast. Subscribe, do all the subscribes. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 